guys, welcome to episode 15 of the North Bros Outdoors podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Nick Beto. And I'm your other host, Jacob Yankson. And it has been a minute. It has been a very, very couple minutes. Well, a long, long time, actually. Majority of a summer, I guess, if yeah. you... Yeah. We're actually out here in the, the garage studio, I suppose we should call it now. Yeah, we're switching it up a little bit. We're we not... make it sound like we got official, and now we have like an actual studio in a garage, not... Talk yeah, if we if, if we don't get into details, they'll never know. Exactly. Our whole two followers will... They probably don't even want to follow us anymore after yeah. not having so many episodes. Well, up. they probably forgot about us now, so like they just they, yeah. they, they yeah. think they already unfollowed us. North Bros. What the hell is North Bros? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think we really have any housekeeping things to touch on because we haven't been here in yeah. a couple months. This is going to be a full... I guess we can apologize because on our last podcast, we talked about how we were going to get some stuff together and get back on it and then we fell off the wagon again right away yeah we both kind of work picked up for both of us and it's yeah, uh typical excuses yeah but middle of summer we're just as bad as everyone we got a lot of stuff going on we choose to do other things instead but so now that we're back this is going to be a what would you say fully loaded episode being as we got two and a half months or three and a half months there's going to be a lot of different trips and experiences talked about in a in a single podcast so we might end up losing some of the details but we'll get the gist of most things i think that'll be worth talking about so why don't we why don't we jump right into it your first adventure with yours after obviously you had it for ice season because you bought it last november um yeah yeah you bought it around thanksgiving December. somewhere around it was there. like the month before 2021 because i felt cool that i had a 2021 machine in 2020 yeah Yep, so... <laughs> now that the Polaris has released their 2022 lineup, or right? things they did, but... I suppose we'll get back to it. So yeah, I bought that four-wheeler in December. I used it ice fishing. I think I put 77 miles on it, I think, comes to mind for ice fishing. And the... What, were the trails open May 1st, was it? Whatever day it was, we went, I believe it was the second weekend. Right, so we were but still... there was, like, that date there. So, like, there was a month where we had a pretty mild winter around here. We didn't really get a lot of snow. So it melted off pretty early that, like, we could go out riding, but the parks and trails weren't open yet. So there's only a select few places we could go out and try to go riding, and one of them was Appleton, Appleton, Minnesota. And that would be, I guess what we're going to talk about first, the first time I actually took my four-wheeler out onto a trail. I don't like that place. Well, I might as well start about why we don't like that place. So this was the first time we were out there. Again, this is the first time I took this four-wheeler out riding. First time I went out riding with Nick. What was it Nick, Cubby, and I? Us three, Cubby on his dirt bike. Yeah, I don't think Sean was there that time. Right. So, how would you, how would you say that day started? Great, great weather was nice. Uh, you know, overcast, partly sunny. Temperature was nice. It was not too windy. Nice and cool. But there was a lot of water. It was wet. So yeah, being it was fresh, fresh snow melt. Everything was pretty saturated we didn't have very much snow but there was enough snow that like yeah towards the towards the end there the mud pits were the ground was still frozen yep but the snow melted so it didn't hasn't quite soaked up yet so i was having a blast i never really realized that i would like my four-wheeler to be a submarine and he doesn't have snorkels or anything no it's a stock sportsman um so we were like a mile and a half in riding around or whatever and Alpton's a pretty small park I mean like a trail 
you can go from one end of the park to the other is is a half a mile maybe. Yeah, you can do it in like, five minutes if you're putting. Yeah, it's just kind of a lot of different like mud holes and sand pits and kind of more. It's more of a park, I guess I'd say, not really trails. A play playground. Yeah, basically they got a big motocross track back in there too. That's popular for a lot of dirt bike guys that go down there. Right. So we we kind of are in like the middle of it, and we're at the top of this hill. It I don't know. It was probably about a a twenty foot kind of little drop down and back up. Well, Nick goes through, and I'm following. I'm keeping, you know, decent distance, so we're not on top of each other. I get to the bottom, and then I look both ways, and I see there's, like, a water passage leaving both ways. And the way that I went led to the other side of it. So I was sitting on the other side. Yeah, yeah, I looped back around. And I'm I'm sitting at the bottom of that U, kind of in the bottom there, um, just looking at it like, well, that'd be fun. And I... That'd be I, fun. I start turning around, and Nick's like, Looking at me like he's not actually thinking of doing this, is he? We have no—he has no idea how deep that water is. That's a brand new four wheeler. So I keep getting ready to line up, <laughs> and I—I I got out of my razor and I was looking. Yeah, you—you you, well, then you yell at me and you're like, "If you're gonna do it, let me record it. Hold on." And then he's like, "How deep is it?" I was like, "Ah, I looked," and he didn't know this at the time, but I looked and I could not see the bottom of this. It was kind of murky water, but not murky enough. I mean, I could see two feet down, right. and I still and couldn't I'm, see the I bottom. I mean, from from where I entered to where I um, where the end was that I didn't quite make it my own was. I mean, that was fifteen yards, twenty yards probably. It was a nice little jaunt. It was, back it was in there. a hop. It was it was a good distance. So I I line up to it, get get turned around there. I put her in low four, and I'm like, we're gonna do it. Kobe's like looking at me at the top of the hill, just shaking his head. I think part of that was jealousy because he... He was on his dirt bike, he so he couldn't really bike. do anything, yeah. So I, 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 I give it. I'm like halfway through, Nick. You yelled, I think you yelled out like, oh, he might actually make it. Like, wait a minute, you knew how, you didn't think I was gonna? No, because I couldn't see the bottom. So I was like... <laughs> that might be the sign that, yeah, he's probably not going to make it. Yeah, I, I couldn't see the bottom, and I told him that I could see the bottom, and I said, ah, it ain't that deep. So I'm... Towards the end, I, I don't know, I was 15 feet from the, from being able to get out, and I came to a, a good stop. And uh, the water was barely below the, my air filter. It was it was up there. My headlights, I looked at that picture the other day, and it was it was like halfway through my headlights. So most of that machine was underwater. Yeah, and we ended up getting it out of there with no issues. Yeah, well, I had to, like, duck under, completely underwater to get to my winch and get it into freeze pool and throw you the rope so I'm, I'm swimming at this point I'm like oh. i was just thinking to myself well that probably wasn't the smartest thing to do with a brand new machine but at least it's not submerged well, you gotta break it in somehow right so yeah we pulled that out that was no problem we just pulled it out the ranger and, and it took off and drove just fine after yeah that. never had a problem like i said it was below the air box so, like i got out you know i checked my air box made sure no water got in anywhere everything was good so we pull out just keep messing around a little bit and there's a what is it right next to it there's this kind of a sand pit with a water hole in the middle of it wasn't it right there yeah something it was similar right by, to that. yeah well there's like two and that's the one you pointed out to me that's where your uncle sunk his no didn't sink his scrambler but uh no the seat came floating off you're it. that's you're thinking spider lake that this one is i told you that kevin got stuck in that one. Oh, stuck in that one yeah so and I said, don't go in there, because it's deep. So I, I went around the edges, obviously. But then there was another little hole that was over in the 
right just on the, the other side of there. Yeah. It, it went into so, a creek. Remember now, we're only... We drove like, we're about a half hour in at this point. Yeah, which, again, Appleton being that way, it was like two miles. Like two and a half miles. So I, I turn around and I'm just like... Man, I want to. I I never really thought about getting the high lifter, but after like running it and that stuff, I'm like, oh, this is fun to use it as a submarine. So I I go like play in the water again, and I go a little bit too far to the side, and it was a lot deeper than I thought. So I got stuck going forward, and it just my tires locked up, and my handlebars just flew to the right. And I'm like, oh crap! I immediately thought I snapped my front CV shaft, and it was like spinning and like hooked in the A arms and just locked everything up and like took my steering so once we thought that or once you thought that we broke that right we and, like, and like oh, everything let's... was i was i was middle of the like wheels depth of water like i was perfectly nothing was underwater and it were i shut it off i think i shut it off i'm like all right we got to figure this out because nick doesn't have a winch on his razor yet my Still winch don't. is facing the wrong direction so we're like trying to get a strap on my ball and whatnot and then i was like oh, i better leave it running so i start it back up and then now again, I'm walking in the water, like hooking a strap up ten feet, fifteen feet away back to Nick's and, razor. And there, there's guys out there that you know you don't shut them off in water and you don't start them in water. But right. the, this water wasn't. I wasn't. It wasn't was deep, It wasn't deep enough to cause any issues. We didn't suck anything in when we shut it off or started it up. So right. Just, I mean, like nothing was submerged. But I'd started it, hooked the rope back up, walked up to the outside of the water, hooking up to your razor, and my four wheeler like sputters a little bit. And then it shuts off, and then it was you, Cubby, and I all look at each other like, why did that shut off? Yeah, like like we said, nothing was underwater, not, and yeah, it just shut off. And then it wouldn't start. Yeah, well, it it, it started up again, and we're like, okay, and it just died 10 seconds later, like, uh-oh. So we ended up pulling it out of there in neutral. Yes, and again, my front right tire wasn't turning, it was locked up. So we it it worked the razor a little bit because it's just loose sand. So he was just digging, trying to get me pulled out. So we finally get it pulled out, and we're looking at it. First thing I looked at it was like, oh sweet, my CV shaft's not broke. I started looking a little closer. Somehow I hooked a rock in between, like, and it just locked it up. So that was a nice save. So I was like, all right, well that's good, but that doesn't help that it, now now we can't get it to restart. It was just not starting if it would start it was misfiring and rocking all around and just not running right running rough so we'd like pull it out i try to like get it angled so it's running back just so that way if any water was in it, i can check the belt and whatnot nothing everything was good get it running i try to like kind of hot run it a little bit and see if it if there's something that did get in it burn it out nothing really um nothing was, really yeah no it was it was like running fine again and then there was like no just, pattern to it right and then it would just stall out and then finally i tried i was just like okay i'm just gonna run it back to the vehicle so at least we don't have to tow it back nope i made another 40 yards and i i couldn't get it to restart couldn't get anything first time out i made it less than three miles on the trails and i'm pulled behind nick on a razor pulling my ass out of the trails back to the pickup to load it up so that was a was a fun time. So we get it back. I ended up what I loaded it right up. I went. I didn't even call the dealership. I just went and dropped it off and at Highway Service and Hankinson. Have them like they're gonna have to look at it. And what they told you? Well, I, I shouldn't say that. I washed it before I dropped it off. And what they told you is something that was kind of a surprise to me. Like right, I didn't yeah. So that. I mean, being it's a small engine, I've always kind of been the same and 
uh, run premium. For little higher octanes, we'll, I always thought it would be better, but then no ethanol, just to not have any issues with that. So that's what I was burning into it. And when I dropped it off, and I called them like it was that Monday, and told them what the, my issue was, and they were able to look at it like right away. Looked at it, called me back, and they're like, well, this is what we found. Um, it Spark plugs fouled out. I was like, okay. And they're like, this is actually relatively common. Um, if you're running short trips on it, and not running at operating temp or extended periods of time to actually run a lower octane in it. And um, it's supposed to not follow the spark plugs out as bad, which kind of blew my mind. They're like, actually, that's your problem. It was probably your problem is to run. I was running, running premium, premium in it. to yep. only run 87 in it. So they ended up putting new spark plugs in, and Polaris, I mean, that was all it was. Polaris warrantied that, obviously. The machine now had and that's why that's why miles on it. And that's why it got so. taken in in the first place is because it was under warranty. It's not that yeah. well, we it, don't know what we're doing. It was doing a brand-new machine. Well, and I, when it happened, I wasn't thinking spark plugs at all. How it was running, it was like the computer because it, it was all over the place. And it had a nice shake to it, too. Yeah, it was running rough, and then it would be running fine, and then it was rough, and that's why... I, I wasn't thinking it's plugs because I would think plugs have been consistent. Like I was thinking like or something. Yeah, or like the ECU or something controlling it's just all over. But luckily, that's all it was, and it was all taken care of, and got it picked up again, ready to ride another day. And then another comment on the the premium. You know, you said the shorter trips aren't good for it, which we found that out. But since then, you've had it up in Akeley with us and you run premium in it and when you're running it for hours on end yeah I there's no problem. issues whatsoever right and it's not so like i'm not against the 87 it's just i don't want to burn ethanol in it and when we're up there smaller gas stations nowhere has 87 on ethanol so i'm like whatever i'll just burn 91 we're running it all day so it's not a short trip like it shouldn't be a problem and i haven't had a problem so i have been using that i should probably get the spark plugs but that's that's on doing another day another story so that that's that was first our trip first to first trip to appleton now the second one jacob didn't come with and this was the next weekend i think the I next think it was week like right away yeah it was, it was within the right, next week or two weeks right away the next weekend or the weekend after yeah. two weeks whatever so me sean and cubby went down there and one of Caleb's friends with another dirt bike met him, so he wasn't the only one. So we get unloaded and start riding around, and Caleb, or Cubby, his dirt bike, the carbs were all plugged up. Yeah. So he was having issues with that running. So we took that, put that back on the trailer, you know, and we didn't want to take it apart. We didn't have many tools with us. Right. We didn't have all day well, to ride. You were... You had an empty seat in your razor, so you could just hop in with you, too. Yep, and, yep. And so he just jumped that. in with me, and then we went out riding a little bit. And same thing. We put on about three miles, and then we find this mud pit that I had never seen before. And it was probably a good five, six feet deep. And there were all these guys with mud pros and and the Can-Am. I don't know what Can-Am's mudding edition is, but there were all these mudding four-wheelers. And then there was one guy on a stock XMR Yamaha. Grizz- I think is yep, what it is. Yep, Then there was a guy on a stock Yamaha grizzly 700 and he was just beating the absolute piss out of it and it never quit never yeah. quit so we watched these guys and then when we left there was a little so you're watching off. you're watching anywhere from a 15 to a three thousand dollar four-wheeler playing in the mud having no problem no problem whatsoever. as you're sitting in a year old turbo razor yep 
And I I didn't go in it because I was like, no, I'm not gonna. I don't oh, want to this a, was this a different weekend? No, this is the same oh, yeah. thing. This is the weekend. Okay. So I'm watching them, and then they ended up leaving, and they go down the trail a little bit, and there's a little pull off where it's a little cleaner water, and they all take their machines and drive them in there, and, yeah, and I think I think that was at 12:06. I have a picture of it on my phone, and you'll see why I referenced the time here in a minute. So after we find them or watch them do that a little bit, we're like, all right, we're gonna go put a few miles on before we leave, and. We take off and we get down to this lowland part that I've never seen there before. And I've been there before and I've never seen this part. But it's a bunch of, it's basically swampland and there's tr- there's two trails on each side of the swamp and then there's trails that cut through the middle. Yeah. Well, I'm following Sean and Sean goes up and he puts his front tires down into this, this little pathway between the swamp. And it goes over his tires and he backs up and I'm like, wow, I can't. I gotta show them up. Right, you got the big machine now in the group. You gotta do yeah. a little big dick energy. So I go through and I put my front tires in there, and it wasn't too bad right away. I gotta think. Okay, also this is Sean had a sportsman at the time. Right? Sean had yep. a sportsman. Right. He has a general now, but he had a sportsman at the time. Yeah. And he backs up, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna send this thing through here." So I get in there, and as soon as I got to the middle, it was instant regret. <laughs> my ass got wet, and that was the first sign of. Uh oh. And I wasn't moving. Like, it wasn't a splash that got wet. I was sitting in the water. And I'm like, shit. And I stick my head out the window and I look, and I can see about three inches of the top of my tire on the back. The front tire was gone. Yeah. And the water was about up to my, my headlights, two inches below the steering wheel, whatever. So, next thing I'm thinking is all right, well, I'm stuck. I'm not going anywhere. We got to go find other machines to get me out of here because the sportsman's not going to get me out. Right. So Sean takes off and goes to find other people. And while Sean's gone, the razor shuts off because the water completely filled the belt housing, first of all. And then the exhaust was under as well. So once that happened, I just let it sit. And I got out, started taking pictures, waiting for people. Well, and that's the problem. Is if the exhaust is under and it shuts off, then it can backfill. But right. That's right. I forgot. So this is the reason I didn't go this weekend. I was in Dallas, Texas. or for, I was at the Fort Worth Stockyards. And I'm walking through it. And, Link, you called me. You're like, you're not going to believe what just happened. You're like, look, look at your Snapchats. I'm sending them to you. I'm like, okay. So I just get pictures of you with your razor stuck, you just like throttling it, revving it, and nothing moving. And <laughs> no tires. Cubby turning. didn't want to get his ass wet, so he actually jumped up on the roof. And he was sitting there just kind of watching around, looking around, whatever. Well, when that shut off, I opened the door to get out. And when I stuck my foot out to get out, I had to like, water I in. had to like, well, yeah. <laughs> but I had to like stand up. Like I had to pull myself up. It was like quicksand, and I don't weigh enough to sink in it. Yeah, I don't weigh as much as the razor, obviously. And it's a close call, but I'll give yeah. it a say. <laughs> and the razor, the tires, the the sand actually just sucked around the tires. Yeah, and it shut off, and it was in reverse. So I get back in, and I try to shift it. Well, when your tires are locked up, you can't. Well, it's it, your tires aren't in the right spot for the transmission. To, right. Yeah. Okay. So I try to shift it, and I hear a I hear a snap. I was like, God, oh, that. That didn't sound good. Well, now Sean's coming back, and he's got four Can-Am side-by-sides to pull me out. I think there was one Maverick, and I don't remember what their other ones were. But it took four of them hooked together. There were two in the back, and then two parked in front of them with all their winches, and then the front two had their winches on me. And we ended up pulling it out of the, the hole with the tires locked. 
and ended up manually shifting it into neutral and pulled it back to the trailer and went home and what do you mean manually shifting it into neutral i went back to the back like actually on oh, the you transmission disconnect the did you disconnect nope, the leakage? it was broken it was, oh so i just okay. grabbed it and moved it with my hand and got it into neutral okay and then we got back to the trailer went home drained all the fluids long story short it's fine still runs good runs like nothing ever happened the shittiest part about this whole thing is i had spent the money for all new fluids Differential just, transmission yeah, you just and oil. Change fluids. Like, wasn't that the first ride on it? Twelve hours before, like oh. literally the night before I left. Yeah. The so thing then I, is, they're then... cheap enough. That's all part of it. Make sure it's clean. You didn't. You didn't really do any damage. I mean, I ne- it cost me two hundred bucks for a belt, and I figured all together. And to be it was... fair, that belt was. Original, it had, wasn't it it? had about fifteen hundred miles. Yeah, on it. so yeah. you know, like you're not owed anything on the belt. That you can just kind of. And I still have it in the. I'm looking. We're looking in the ra- at the razor right now. We're sitting in the garage, but uh, I actually still have that old belt that I swamped, and that's in the. Uh, in yeah, the so your toolbox. Spare. But the reason the belt housing filled up is because on top of the belt housing, there's actually a little screen. It's like an exhaust. Right. And if that gets, it's about even with the top of the back tire. And if that gets water on it for long periods of time, it seeps in there and it just filled it out. When I pulled the drain plug out of that clutch or the belt housing, I almost lost the drain plug because it shot it out because there was so much pressure. Yeah. But I had to put a new shifting cable in, uh, all all new fluids, and a new belt, and that was it. So I want to say, I think I've heard they make an adapter because that's like a, a vent to make sure, like, Condensation doesn't happen inside of the trans- or belt housing. Yeah, you can I want to say a, they make like an adapter, which it's like a, it's hose. almost like a snorkel. Yeah, like basically. it just kind of relocates it. I think up to your vent. I don't think those are too expensive, but I'm I don't need to look into it because I learned my lesson. It's not a boat, but it could be a submarine. And we it should, was a submarine. We I think I think we should snorkel them. Mm. Let's keep them. Snorkel them. We'll see what happens. I think my warranty's up now. Yeah. With a snorkel, I would never buy a used machine with a snorkel just because it, you know, it's. No. I see how we treat them, and I see how my buddies treat them, and it's just. We actually treat them pretty good. We we're me and Jacob are At nice least we're, to ours. I mean, we'll we'll make it do it work. We'll make it function how it's designed to function, but we're pretty good on our maintenance. I mean, most people they wouldn't even hardly drain fluids because nothing major other than your discs are underwater, which are supposed to be sealed, but. It's just as well as make sure you get them drained out so you don't have any it was, problems. It was scaring me. I was nervous the whole way home. I was, I was looking it up online and yeah. and a lot of things that I was finding is you cannot claim insurance if you intentionally submerge it. I was like, well, I'm out. Well, it wasn't intentional. You didn't know it was there. What are you talking about? You <laughs> I, didn't see it. I didn't know it was that deep. It was a really hot day. It's like, you know, what is it called in the desert when you like you swear you see water or something? You know, it's like a mir- mirage. Yeah, it was a mirage. Yeah. That probably like a plant or something. Mirage isn't even isn't even a word. But yeah, so that was Ricky's first adventure in the water, and now I don't plan on taking him. And I do believe that same weekend didn't Sean bust up the like pod or something on his four wheeler. Yeah, I was yelling at him when I was in the water. I was like, "Get your winch out, let's freaking go!" And he he reached over, and as he was leaning over, he crushed his cluster. We ended up getting that put back together. But yeah, so Appleton is not. It had some casualties. It is not on my list of places to return to. It had some casualties, that's that's uh, for sure. But as of right now, July 29th, 2021, all of our machines are still running, driving, and perform like they should, and nothing has ever happened to them. Uh, so moving on, the next thing that we want to touch on is our 
the North big, Bros. The big weekend up, up in Akeley. The, the North Bros riding weekend, and we kind of thought of that after the fact, that we should have made t-shirts and made it like a big thing. And cool. Like yeah. how we went to Devil's Lake this last winter with people. the whole crew. and That was such a blast. I was looking at pictures the other day. So, like, when my phone shit out up there, I lost all the pictures. And I'll do that, you know, from time to time. You, like, go into your camera roll or old pictures, kind of, like, see, like, oh, oh, that was cool. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. But, like, I don't have any of that. So I was on my computer because I backed all up my computer. And I was scrolling through some of the pictures, like, when we were at night and we all took our picture in the dark. And it was just, that's like, what, that that's was a fun my, time. I'm, I'm waiting to do that again this morning. Yeah, your background. My I'm background like, on my computer. Like, like, look at Nate. Look at Nate. Nate was just, that's Tom. Tom is Nate's drunk alter ego. Oh, yeah, yeah, my bad. <laughs> but, yeah, we had... I, th- I think there was what seven, seven machines, ten people, something, something like that. Something like that. We had a big group of people up to the land up there in Akeley, and and was... this was everyone else's first time up there. You and I have ridden out together up there like three times prior, two times prior, I think. Yep, something like that. And then we had Brett, Megan, Sam, Tanner, Emily, and then Michael Crees. Yep, you, I, Anna. Me, Kate, and Caitlin. Yeah, Mac, and then like five other dogs. Yeah, there's a bunch of other dogs. I don't even know. I don't even want to try to say their names because I probably won't get them right. I I, I don't remember any. Piper, Viper, might have been one. Piper, Nova. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we went up there and we rode for a a decent part of the weekend. Everybody got there Friday night. We rode most of the day Saturday, and everybody took off Sunday morning. Went to a couple of bars for supper, and it was a good time. Yeah. So we'll try and maybe get a couple more people to come next year and pick a weekend and just. Oh, that would be kind of fun to do like a bigger thing. Yeah, maybe organize a trail ride if anybody that's listening wants to come up. Does we, we could do so like what was it the weekend two weekends before weekend before um when Mike came up for like it was a, a Honda Talon ride that all started off of Facebook didn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's a, a group on Facebook. Maybe we'll put a post out and see if there's any interest just to do a day ride up in Akeley or, yeah. or Spider Lake. I or, thought I, I thought that was pretty cool. I know you're looking at me like Hana Towns and whatnot, but it was just a I group enjoyed, of guys that, like, just, this is what they like doing. They like their machines, get together and ride. I enjoyed fun. riding with those guys. That was that was fun. Yeah, the Talon Takeover is what they called themselves. It was, yeah. me and Jacob were the only ones on Polaris's in that whole group, but it was all we right. We stayed, we, we did have to cover our bases, though, since we knew we were out in numbers, we stayed in the back. So that way, if, if something were to, I mean, nothing ever happens to Polaris, but if something were to happen, <laughs> we'd just drift off without anyone noticing. Yeah, yeah, we'd just stop and nobody would know. Really? But it was funny. One of the belt, or one of the belt, one of the the drivers of one of those talons, he had a shirt on, and it was a picture of a razor, and it said "Broken Belt Recovery Team." <laughs> so that I was didn't see that. That's funny. That was kind of funny. And I went up to him. I was like, "Hey, I like your shirt." And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you." And I was like, "No, you're good." I. I welcome it. It's fun to right. talk crap. Well, I mean, it's just all rivalry. At, at the end of the day, it's whatever the you day, like. Whatever you're, if you have good luck with it, yeah. It's yeah at the end of the day, money, that's what if, you like. if something was to happen to somebody's thing, it doesn't matter if it's a Honda, Articat, Suzuki. We're all going to help each other out. Right. Those are the kind of people that you find out on the trails. Right. And I, I thought those talons were actually, I've never driven one. I did like the one aspect, though, was like there was, what, 10 of them? 12? 10 machines? They're not all a, different. Not a single one to slam. And, like, I mean, none of them had the same accessories or anything. It was, so it was definitely really unique seeing how everyone laid up their own. Yeah, they definitely have a different uh, 
or not a different, but a wider variety of, of accessories and a lot more availability. Right. And well, I and could then be, a lot more like aftermarket sense. And I could be wrong. I could be just spewing stuff out of my mouth, but it, I, based on all the ones that I saw, I mean, yeah. Polaris has a handful too, but. But they, like Polaris is, has a way uh, bigger like accessory line that you get from Polaris. So, so everyone kind of buys out of the same pool of accessories. Right, it's right. kind of how I felt. I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. And there's different bumpers, and I mean, there, there's a lot right. of different. There, there's too. a lot of you, like you just, small ones that you just don't even know about. And you just got like a local look. hometown guy fabs up just some sick yep. accessories. But. And you just got to look harder for them. That's all. Right. But, so yeah, that was the North Bros riding weekend, and then coming up here, I think we put on what hundred something miles. 70, 70 miles that yeah, weekend. That was actually probably our lowest. So Nick and I were like kind of running through the numbers. On average, on a day riding we, up there so far, we'd put a hundred miles on a day. Yep, that's that's really a good. That's about where where you I together would end up after a day. That weekend with those guys, we we put on sixty to seventy. Yeah, maybe eighty. Well, we made a lot more stops. We did, and it was it was fun. And in Crees, he had his two thousand three sportsman. Yeah, we should talk 500? about some of that stories. Yeah, so that was funny. So I think. My favorite moment or saying of the weekend. So we were on a, like a night ride. I think it was Saturday night. Maybe I could be wrong. We're Friday night. One of the nights. So it, it was darker. It was it was past dark, and we're out back, and we're just like, All right, pick a random person to go lead, find a random trail, let's see where we end up. Well, we put Crees out front, and he's just bombing around on that what O four Sportsman that he got for free. Heck of a deal. Well, his headlights not very good though. So he's out in front, and he doesn't he's, have the greatest for you, visibility. For those of you that don't know, Kreez, he's he's hilarious. He's awesome. That we, we it'd be fun to get him on a on a podcast episode one of these yeah one of these times. But so like when he was trying to find a on a, a trail off the forest road we're on, he has to like turn the whole front end. So it just looks like he's weaving back and forth. He's trying to shine his light around. So I'm I'm behind him, and then we go past this one. He stops, turns around. I'm like, that wasn't a trail. Kree's like, oh, it's an old Indian trick I learned. Follow me. I, I back up. I watch him drive in 200 yards. I watch his headlights turn around, him come back out. Nope, wasn't a trail. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, he's an interesting cat. Uh, my favorite part about that whole weekend, since Jacob touched on his, it was another night ride, and we were out riding. We were all pretty spread apart. It was pretty dusty. And Caitlin and I were in the Razor. And I think there were two people behind us, and the rest of you guys were all in front of us. And we were all spread out. We couldn't see each other. Well, I, there's a tree down on the trail, and I saw it, and I pulled over and turned my rear light bar on so the next people could see it. And I sat there for probably five, ten minutes. Oh, I was in front of you. Yeah. You so guys, I was already, because I, I tried to look it up on the ride command, too. You guys were like five miles, three, a few miles behind. Yeah. Because I was waiting for like a half hour, too. And I'm like sitting there. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And I look at Caitlin and I'm like, uh, we weren't the last ones in the group, were we? <laughs> she was like, yeah. no, I don't think so. As soon as we said that, you know, they, they came around the lights. corner. But that was the night we ended up going on that old tra- or forestry road trail that is hasn't been used and not kept up. Because we got like, that was a cool one. Because it went from a trail to just basically overgrown grass and weeds. And then we like got up to the woods, and that's where we had those two cr- trees that fall. Yeah, we across. had to turn around because the side by sides wouldn't fit underneath them. Yeah, the wheelers could, but the yeah. side by sides couldn't. Because I was following trees, and we get up to it, and we stop. 
Kreese is like, wow, F, this is the coolest one of the night. I'm like, Kreese, we drive under it. So we drive under it, turn around. just It's like Tanner and Brett just shaking their heads in their headlights. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, overall, that was a really fun trip. Hopefully we can uh, get on to that get on to doing something again like that next year but yeah coming up here uh within the next couple of weekends i know jacob you're gonna get pretty busy with farming within the next couple of weeks yeah or next wheat month. uh wheat harvest has started but we didn't put any wheat in so i don't really have too much to do there but. i'd like to have you up to the land one or two more times yet this year and yeah uh and then i hope to get back up there hunting season's right around the corner yeah you, you don't know. need to tell me so i uh I had my stuff, my information put in early to make sure I just got to go in and submit my, my rifle tag. And You're talking for rifle for North Dakota. Yep, and um, I forgot to go in and hit submit for the lottery in time, so I didn't get a tag this year. You did not, but you get a bow tag. Yep, and I yep, got North Dakota bow tags over the counter. So. so I got, I pulled a buck tag, my brother pulled a buck tag, my dad pulled a doe tag, Joey... He got a buck tag, so he'll be able to tell us some stories about out west again this year. Well, that's where he applied out there. Yep, and he got yeah. another one. Him and his dad both did. Oh, sweet. Uh, I got a couple uncles that got doe tags, buck tags. And then Kevin and Sandy, who we're going to hunt with this year, they got a buck and a doe tag as well. So we got a lot of opportunity for a lot, lot of, of opportunity. And then I'll have a bow tag as well, and I really got to try to fill that tag before... Yeah. Before rifle season, because there's a potential of five people going out to the land that I hunt on, and right. it's not mine personally. So well, I, plus when we wait to the end, that's where we get the <laughs> freezing our nuts off, trying to getting sprayed in the face with deer blood. You yeah. Can go back to previous episodes to find that one. Right. That was early on. Yeah, we had the whole season. There's you know there's months of bow hunting that we could have done. Yeah, and we both were out until last minute. Snow on the ground. Well, it's easier to track them, you know? I remember going out and pulling my stands down when there was about a foot of snow on the ground, just driving my pickup through the field. And But, yeah, so that uh, that was a lot. We're sitting right at 35 minutes, roughly, so this is about where we like to cut them off. Uh, again, we still have sweatshirts and T-shirts and whatever you guys want. New stickers. We do have some more stickers. If anybody's interested in a North Bros Outdoors sticker, uh, we will probably get that put up on our instagram here within the next couple days and so everybody can see what they look like and if you guys are interested uh we're probably looking at five dollars a sticker for the smaller stickers and ten dollars for the bigger stickers and i'll put a picture of each one because right, i want to say the bigger ones are like six by ten or so yeah roughly around, around well, we'll, there. We'll, we'll, take a, we'll put it on instagram yeah we'll take a picture here when we're done with this episode and uh put it on the old gram so uh Jacob, you got anything else to add? I think that's pretty much all I got. I hope everyone's having a great summer. I know we've been kind of slacking this summer, but hope everyone's having a good time and being safe out there. Absolutely. So, all right, guys. Until next time, we'll get back to you.